Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, beautiful people of the world. Welcome to the Funny Mummies podcast. I'm Jenny Winter, and today this is a really special episode, actually. So this was not one that I recorded originally for the Funny Mummies podcast. This was a little experimental uh, foray into a different podcast idea that I basically had as a knee-jerk thought at the beginning of COVID and was like, ah, I want to do another project, so I'm just going to talk to people randomly. And this chat ended up being so delightful and unexpected and just a bit, oh, like I was so excited by this conversation and have had great feedback on it from the people who've listened to it that I thought I have got to share this with you. So this is an interview with the lovely, not even an interview, a chat with the lovely Jane New, who is a comedian that I met while she was on tour in Queensland. She's from Tassie. She's fabulous, and I'm not even going to say anymore because I'm going to let the conversation speak for itself. Just a little heads up, may not be suitable for younger ears. That's up to you. Uh, and without further ado, please enjoy this fab chat with Jane New. Welcome to the show, Jane. Hi. Hello. You're coming to us uh, from a road trip, I, be I believe, around New South Wales at the moment. That's right. That's right. Awesome. I've been to, um, I've got to get this right, Albury, Wagga, Orange, Dubbo, um, Armadale, not Armadale, sorry, Tamworth. They're the same. Um, Offs Harbour, Port Macquarie, now I'm in Newcastle. Everywhere. Goodness. And what's, uh, what's inspired the road trip at the moment for pleasure, work? Work, work-based, work-based. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's been great actually. Met some lovely people, seen some amazing country. What do you do? What's your what's your day job? Like I've met you through comedy, obviously, but yeah, what's what's your day job? I'm not sure if you know this actually, but I'm actually I'm one of the oldest sex workers in the country. No way! Yeah, that's incredible. Oh my gosh! So is this and it's okay. Just this is blowing my mind. And tell me about you. So you're on tour doing that. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. How does that work? Tell me all about this. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, yeah, people seem to have that reaction. It's 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 um strange. But anyway, no, I'm getting used to it. Um, now I had a midlife crisis at the age of sixty four and decided that was something more interesting than accounting. Um, there was. You really went from zero to a hundred. No, I did a bit, and in between, in amongst all that, there was comedy as well. So, um. Lots of raw material, honestly. Um, okay, where were we? What inspired the road trip? Um, Tasmania's got a population of half a million and it gets a bit claustrophobic and, and you end up 
um, sort of the walls start closing in. Beautiful place, wonderful people, love the place to death. I was born there, but every now and then I have to get out of it. And I'd been doing um, just fly and fly out trips to the major cities, which is how I met you, of course, because I came to Brisbane and I did a spot um, that night. And um, it's limited because you, you've got limited transport and you've got to fly, and I hate flying. And I thought I'll bring the car over and I'll I'll load up the car with just stuff and I'll do a five-week trip around New South Wales, which has got one of the more advanced set of sex laws in the country. Uh, Northern Territory, I think, is probably better these days. Um, and um, I've been having loads of fun. It's it's fascinating how the sort of the character of each town varies. So um, I want to go back inland. The inland towns are, are terrific. They're, they're great. That's incredible. How do you go about getting um, work? Like, work. Um, oh, there's a couple of main sites that I advertise on, and then I've I've been putting little ads in local newspapers as well. And just saying what dates you're going to be there is that kind of yeah, yeah. So it is like comedy touring. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, the original idea was to sort of scout for locations where I could do comedy as well and get a feel for what each each town would you know if sort of sort of lining up with comedy tours. But of course. That's all sort of fallen in a heap recently. Well, indeed. Yeah. How is it, like, how is it affecting you? Because it's obviously affected every comedian I know. It's affected everything. But, yeah. I mean, I don't want to lapse too far into industry jargon, but um, touring is part of what we do because it's sort of it, fresh faces and um, it's like any other business, basically. Um but, of course, what's happening is is people in the industry are getting scared and saying, well, I'm not going to tour anymore. I'm just going to stay home until it passes. And I think, well, what the hell, I'm 66. You know, when I, when I, I remember polio. I remember before smallpox was eradicated, you know, sort of, this is the flu. Um, it's just, um, I, I just can't seem to come up with the amount of panic necessary. <laughs> just that wow, sound. yeah. Um, so I, as far as I'm concerned, it's just business as usual. Um, I'm, I don't, I don't physically see huge numbers of people anyway. I, I basically live from motel room to motel room, yeah. um, which is actually a lot better than it sounds. And, um, I'm, I'm a bit of an introvert anyway. I'm a bit of an isolationist anyway. So to me, not a lot's changed. Sure. Can I ask you, like, when you when you first started doing this work? So how so how long ago was that that you started? Um, a couple of years ago, actually, I, I discovered comedy and sex work within a couple of months of each other, and I'm not sure if that's a coincidence or not. I haven't figured that out yet. I'm actually fascinated by this because, I mean, without having, I haven't put a lot of thought into this, but just um, my knee jerk reaction yeah, is. Yeah, I've got to hit you with it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, but they're probably not dissimilar in a lot of ways and that there is you know some people think you know oh I could never do that mm, and I imagine right. the first time you do it but, <laughs> but also like the first time you do it must be quite nerve-wracking I would imagine oh yes and and they've got a, an amazing amount in common because well yes as you say they're both things that people say that oh my god I could never do that and isn't it dangerous and um the answer to both is, well, most of the time it's not life-threatening, um, especially comedy. Um, it's about human nature. It's about understanding people. It's about understanding what people want. 
Yeah, and reading the room. And, and I'm reading the crowd, even if it's a crowd of one. Um, there's, there's, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of overlap. And, of course, I, I have a captive audience every time I want to try out a new joke. So that, <laughs> that works really well. And I, I actually, the show that I was going to be doing in Brisbane in May was, was about this. And I actually did a show in January in, in Hobart um, talking about it on stage and um, it's just what it's like. But also from a mature age perspective. So I, I grew up in an area, in an era when, when things weren't discussed openly. And so I still. Um, I don't have problems talking about it, but I still use that that euphemistic sort of language in in talking about what I do. Sure, but I mean, for example, I mean, this is a real life incident that um, I was stocking up in supplies in chemist warehouse um, before I left home, and I went and I bought a big box of average size condoms and and a large box a box of large condoms just an ordinary size box of large condoms and a box of slender condoms because when you buy condoms there's no such thing as small they call them slender <laughs> very nice the slender yeah. and and the thing of lube um and um took them up to the checkout she put them through the checkout and just automatic response she said to me um have a nice day <laughs> And then she looked at me and she looked at what I just bought and she just went brilliant red <laughs> and hid behind one of the displays. Oh, and, dear. And so it has, to me, it's work. It's just stuff it's just a matter of fact um that it it's sort of every now and then something happens that makes me realize well maybe other people don't feel about it quite the same way and um I mean I was I was restocking in Coffs Harbour and um I couldn't find them usually condoms are under family planning I mean <laughs> I suppose there's a link <laughs> um it's um all that was under family planning in this chemist shop that I went into was um, pregnancy test kits, and I thought, well, it's quite definitely not mm-hmm. applicable to me. Um, and uh, I had to get a script filled. I went up to the counter and, and said to her, um, said to the nice young woman behind the counter, so I'm looking for condoms. And, of course, she's about 25, and she looks at me and, you know, the silver hair and so on, you've met me, you know what I'm like. Um, and it sort of does a double take and then she sort of whispers, oh, just hang on, I'll, I'll show you where Oh, are. wow. But meanwhile, there's another assistant down the, the relevant aisle and she shouts out, what does she want? Oh. I'll show her. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, typical sort of country town, seaside town hospitality. And she says, all right, it's all right. So she's trying to whisper and shout at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Do you feel embarrassment for them at the time, like knowing? Yeah, I do because I forget. I forget that there's this all this stuff attached to really what's quite a normal, healthy occupation. Because you're very open about it. Like, do your family know and everything? Yeah, I mean, my kids are growing up, and um, is that something that you sat down and told them that you were doing, or how did that happen? How did that 
come about that they yeah yeah I'm so curious to know how that went um well well, my daughter decided that mum had finally gone totally crazy. My youngest son was the, the best comp comment out. I said to him, how do you feel about this, really? Because he's, he's 24 and it's, it's you know, he's a young he's a young man, he's a young adult, and, and he's a very serious young man. And he thought about it for a while and he said, mm, he said, um, I think it's just a really good way of putting it up the patriarchy. Oh, drop the <laughs> mic. Oh, I thought, yeah, I brought him up well. Oh, my God, <laughs> Mama. Good job. <laughs> That's astounding. <laughs> yeah, he's a classic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm just, honestly, I mean, I think the thing is, like, you, you, as you say, you forget that it's actually something that's quite, extraordinary or quite interesting like I'm fascinated to hear this I actually honestly I think you need to write a book oh god I could I know you're putting your stuff on stage but seriously this is if you ever wanted to and you're a very funny person I think that would be amazing I would freaking line up I will be the first person to buy that book Jane if you write it honestly. Yeah, I've had some interesting experiences on this road trip are there any you can talk about or is there Actually, I'll tell you about one. This actually, this one actually isn't funny. It was actually quite frightening. Um, and one of the things that people do say to me a lot is sort of, oh, my God, isn't it dangerous? And um, usually no, because I have a, a, a vetting process um, through, you know, through the way that I meet people that, that weeds out most of the dickheads. Mm-hmm. But one actually slipped in under the radar and um and he seemed fine in sort of country blank um and um he spent the first five minutes telling me what a fantastic lover he was and and how he loved women how he loved being with women um he spent the next five minutes proving that he wasn't mm. um and then he spent it was an hour booking and he spent the next 50 minutes Talking virtually non-stop, which in itself actually is unusual. But um, he started out um, you know, talking, you know, how are you touring? You come from interstate, you don't know your way around here. And it got progressively scarier and scarier, sort of stories about people being kicked out of motels and about police making visits and so on and so on. By the time he left at the end of it, I was really, really worried and I thought about it. I mean, this I'm in my third year of this, and um, and I'm not normally worried. I know my way around the legislation. I know my way around the various why the states vary and all the things you've got to know in, when you're actually doing this. And I was thinking about it, and I thought, calm down here. Just think about what's actually happening. I thought he set out to make me frightened. Yeah, and. Then the more I thought about it, the more I realised he was actually a full-on certifiable narcissist. Right. And everything he'd done, all the stuff that he'd talked about, about how fantastic he was at X, Y and Z, all of which I doubt, actually, um, and the way that he'd said, sort of seed into this whole sort of fear thing for me. Mm. Um, I mean, I had my answers ready and, and got various ways that I'd covered everything that he brought up. But um, it, it actually really shook me. That This is, I think, probably the first person I've really encountered at first hand that was quite definitely a narcissist. 
and quite definitely was trying to get me in his power. He was trying yeah. to influence me in some way. What do you think is like? Do you ha- did you have a feeling of what was he actually trying to get out of that? Other than, I mean, obviously getting off on the power trip of it all. I, like, I think it was the whole power trip. Power thing. trip, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty horrible. sure it was the power thing. It, it wasn't. It was distinctly unusual. But as I said, I'm, this is my third year doing this, and it's probably the first time it's happened. But it, yeah. it was quite disturbing at the time. Yeah, of course, and especially when you're, you know, you're on tour alone. I mean, yeah, vulnerable. and you know, strange city, um, all the rest of it. I bet that was what he was playing on—the fact that I was yeah. touring and that I didn't know anybody. Which is so um, cowardly. Yeah, that's yeah. But what Shit actually head. happened? You know, we all like happy endings to stories. We do. What, <laughs> what actually happened was that the guy I'd met before him, um, who was delightful, um, I got rid of the. The narcissist, the crew, pushed him out the door. And I got a text message and it was from a guy before him saying, um, I had a really lovely time. Would you like to go out to dinner? Uh, and we did. We went out to dinner and um, I met him at a, a pub in town and I said, oh, my God, I've just had the weirdest experience and just downloaded all of Oh, wow. And the, the first guy, the guy that I'd met first, was turned out to be absolutely delightful. and. Um, really supportive and really understanding and um oh that's beautiful and it was just gorgeous but that's the other thing that people don't talk about in this business is is that i'm i meet some absolutely wonderful delightful people um often everywhere and this this little road trip that i'm doing um it's really emphasized that i i've just met some absolutely gorgeous people in the last few weeks that's so beautiful I think from a, a woman's point of view, you may you get a little insight into the sort of the male world that, that you know, particularly occupations that are almost exclusively male, and mm. um, and it, it's fascinating. It's really, really interesting. What do you feel like you've learned that you didn't know before? Oh God, where do I start? Oh, start <laughs> anywhere. I'm so. This is just honestly, this is fascinating. Well, I thought I knew about sex. I was 64. You know, I'd, I'd had a fairly rich, full, interesting life. I, I was married once a long time ago. I thought I knew about men. I thought I knew about sex. I was wrong. Um, that's so much more interesting than I thought. And <laughs> um, sex itself is just so much more fascinating. I've learned a lot about my own body, my own reactions, Um I think I probably enjoy it more now than I did two and a half years ago when I started. Wow. Um, I get uh, – this is one thing I really would like to write a book about is that I think as women we underestimate the amount that men express themselves emotionally through sex. Mm. Um, they They don't necessarily have the words. They don't necessarily have the – all the other sort of touchy-feely stuff that we women expect, but they can do it with sex. It's sort of our society allows them to do it through sex and it tends to close down a lot of their other outlets and we don't allow for that a lot of the time. Wow. And um, 
That's one thing. That's getting a bit serious. That's getting a bit heavy. No, no. <laughs> this is amazing. This is fantastic. Um, I mean, there's, as I said, I'm 66. There's two main groups, broadly speaking, of guys that come to see me. And one is guys that are, are roughly in my age group. I mean, when I started out, I thought, oh, I wonder if there's a couple of nice guys in Hobart that might take me out to dinner and enjoy a bit of fun afterwards and actually pay for it. Um, two weeks later, I gave up my day job. Um <laughs> Yeah. Um, there's, there's the first, that's like the start of your book blurb. That's, that's like <laughs> your first sentence. <laughs> exactly. Um, and But the other group, the other sort of broad group are young blokes. Really? That, um, that are, just love older women for various reasons. Um, they might feel more comfortable with older women or they've just got a straight out granny fetish. <laughs> <laughs> That's happened as well. Um, yeah. That's but um, they find I've had, had some young men that have wanted a first or near first experience, that they somebody that they can relax with, someone they can feel comfortable with. And, and with a younger woman, um, they feel judged. Yeah, right. So, but with somebody my age, they don't. And uh, I find that fascinating too. Yeah, that is really interesting. And you and you were saying before it's not unusual. I mean, I have heard this in terms of sex work that often it is the like talking is a big part of it, that actually oh, yeah. just having someone to talk to. So that is a big part of what you do as well. Like do you ever feel like are you kind of playing the role of counsellor sometimes? Uh, I, I wish I had a psychology degree, honestly. Wow. I've had people sub on me. I've had people with undiagnosed PTSD. Oh, wow. Um, once again, it's getting into the heavy side. No, no, I love this. But um, What do you do in that scenario? Some people have actually said, look, this is, I can't help you, you need professional help, you've got to go and see someone. Yeah. Um, sometimes um, health issues. Um, guys are terrible at going to the doctor. Oh, wow. And um, sometimes it just needs someone to say to them, look, you've, you've got to go and say somebody about this. This is not normal, mm. particularly for somebody your age. Um, and is this, sorry, and if this is a bit too <laughs> personal, that's fine. Is, are we talking things that they've told you about or stuff that you can notice because you're obviously with someone, you know, uh, well, naked and vulnerable? Um. Well, the the um, common the common thing that guys worry about, particularly as they get older, is erectile dysfunction. I mean, right. let's just name it up there. Um, but it can be for all sorts of reasons. It, it's not necessarily age related. So if you've got a guy who's in, in his early forties that's having trouble, um, I mean, I actually. Saw a guy a while back, and he was having problems in that area, but he also had really cold hands and really cold hands. And I thought, this isn't normal. And um, so I talked to a friend of mine who was in the medical profession and said it could be diabetes. Really? Yes, because it's all to do with blood circulation. Wow. So anything that is affecting circulation is going to affect the old fella. And, um, I mean, if you've got a guy who's 40-odd but who's a heavy smoker, there's a chance it's going to be affecting other things as well. Yeah, right. 
Um, were you able to tell that guy to get back to that guy and say, hey, go get checked out for diabetes? Yeah, I actually said to him, you know, you've got to go to your doctor. This is not normal. But, I mean, I actually think, you know how they put those really horrible photos on cigarette packets? I, I mm. think all they need is one sentence. If you want to keep on getting it up, stop smoking. <laughs> Got to know the audience. <laughs> I, mean, I don't true. know what you do for the women, but it's certainly part of the men. Oh my gosh, this is fascinating! You just gave me an idea for a TV show. There's a show on Netflix at the moment I've been watching. It's very, it's so stupid, but it's so funny. It's called um, Medical Police, and it's so yeah. dumb. It's basically these, you know, these doctors, but they become cops, and so they go around doing medical stuff, but also solving crime. But I'm imagining yours of yeah. like being, you know, sex working doctor and being able to diagnose <laughs> stuff on the go. <laughs> Be fantastic. <laughs> oh, no doubt. No Amazing. doubt. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, I really do hope that you write a book and I hope that you're keeping notes on your tour because it's just genius. Oh, I keep notes. I mean, some of them. I know there's one question that everybody always wants to know the answer to, which I touched on before, which is, isn't it dangerous? And what I will say is that there's one danger in this that I could never have foreseen when I started, which is that every now and then somebody will walk through my door who's just absolutely gorgeous and I'll think, oh, my God, if only I'd met you in different circumstances. Wow. Because, I mean, what do you say to the kids? You know, sort of, here's my new boyfriend. He was a client last week. <laughs> well, clearly your youngest son's fine with it. This doesn't work somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and what does he say to his oh kids? You know, sort of, this is a lady I paid. <laughs> it's not going to work. It's not going to work. But um, no, that's the biggest danger is that every now and then I just get a bit too emotionally involved. Wow. That's fascinating too. I mean, there's a bloody book oh, waiting yeah. to be written right there. Romantic comedy. Oh, I've got an idea in, in that direction, actually. Oh, my gosh. Well, darling, I'll let you go get some well-earned rest and um, thank you so much for having a chat. Yeah, you're an absolute gem. Okay, cool. All right. See you later, Jane. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on the Funny Mummies podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you join our group on Facebook, the Funny Mummies group. Also, we have funnymummies.com, which has upcoming gigs, shows, fun stuff. You can find me, Jenny Winter, which is W-Y-N-T-E-R. Why? Because I can. At JennyWinter.com. You can find me on Facebook at Jenny Winter Comedian, Instagram at Jen Winter. And your child could be the voice on this podcast. So if your child would like to say, with Jenny Winter, record that as a voice memo, send it through to me. You can either send it via the Facebook group or via my website and they could be the voice on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening and I hope that you find some funny in your day. It's the funny With Jenny Winter. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.